What's up, everybody? It's Dan from Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office. Uh, it is another cold February day. <clears throat> it's actually supposed to be warmer today at all of 50. Um, but don't worry, there's a storm coming and it's supposed to snow and be like seven. So I'm hoping uh, spring comes sooner than later. But uh, yeah, so today's podcast, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you. Um, I always try to start these things out with thank yous because I appreciate everybody. All the uh, Patreon donations, the subscribers, everybody, all that stuff. Couldn't do without you. Um, Scott Stroud and the Powder Coat Company. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate everybody. Um, this is also being live streamed on Instagram. So thank you everybody on Instagram. Appreciate it. So today's podcast is probably going to be one that stirs up uh, stirs up a few people because it might be a little bit outside of my nature. But it is. Uh, we're going to call this one Leave Well Enough Alone. There's a bad problem with people, DIYers, I'll say, that get into a rig and immediately tear it apart or think that they need to do something that doesn't need to be done when there's something way more important that needs to get done. You know, I see, I get messages from people that want to know how to rebuild a transmission when they were in their, you know, because of a rear main seal leak or something like that. And I've found that when you tear a truck apart because you're going to, quote, restore it, that rarely do you get there. Like, it takes years. I know guys that, you know, they have regular jobs, they get a scout, they want to do it themselves, and it takes them five years of weekends and and afterworks and whatever. And that's fine, but they are rare. Uh, and I hate to, you know, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers, but I know a lot of people that do not have that fortitude. We see it online all the time. Facebook is full of people that started a project and two years later, it's in a million pieces and they're selling it because they just, they need the room, whatever. They've lost half the stuff. They've sold parts off of it because they needed money, something like that. So you really need to take a good, hard look at yourself and your personality. And I know that's tough in today's modern society, but... If you have never finished anything, don't think that you're going to finish your scout restoration. So that being said, if it does need work, take it in small bites. Um, you know, I just saw a post the other day from a guy that he was doing the brakes on a scout and decided that he was going to do differential work while he had the wheel hubs off. There was no problem with the diffs. It wasn't making noise. There was no metal shavings, nothing in the fluid. But he decided that he wanted to pull a carrier and replace the bearings 
that didn't need to be replaced, really. And then, after he got in there, tried to run a pattern, which you can't run a gear pattern on used gears. It just doesn't work. And so now he's all freaked out that he can't get a pattern, you know, that his rear ends wore out, when all along it never made any noise, the bearings were fine, everything was good. So if if you're trying to build something and or you're trying to make a daily driver or whatever and it's not a problem don't mess with it like really the rear end will let you know when it needs attention and if you just need to do brakes just do the brakes don't think that you got to do an entire rear end rebuild if you're just trying to keep this thing on the road um you know same with under the hood you know guys like oh i want to do a tune-up but while i'm in there i'm going to reseal the entire engine like well it probably needs it because all international engines leak like crazy but if you're going to do that do it right you take the engine out and reseal it that way but if it's only leaking out the oil pan or only leaking out the timing cover and you know that pulling the engine and doing all that is outside of your skill set but you think you're going to do it anyways really really reconsider like just take care of the timing cover just take care of whatever's leaking because that other stuff you know yeah it might start leaking later but you're going to get three, four, five years of enjoyment out of it before the next thing starts leaking or whatever. So, you know, I see it, I see it all the time. Guys are trying to buy parts for stuff that's not a problem. It's like, you know, um, you know and I'm using, all of my examples are coming from social media pretty much because I see, I see so much of that um, where guys are just, and girls, tearing stuff apart that didn't need to be torn apart and while they're tearing it apart they're completely ignoring their gauges that don't work or the fuel system that is scabbed together or the fuel tank that's just in the bed of the truck because you know they whatever didn't want to have a new tank made or or whatever so if you have a legit problem address it but don't make problems out of stuff that's not a problem you know i know there's the what do you call it the keeping up with the joneses or whatever where you know you see social media and you see shiny red engines and brand new parts and you know paint jobs and things like that and you want to have the same thing but just like with everything in social media, there's usually a lot more under the surface that you don't see, you know, um, stuff that's getting overlooked. The fact that they spent $30,000 on a paint job that somebody else did, you know, like there's, there's a lot more to what you're seeing than just, you know, oh, like, oh, we pulled the engine out and put it back in in a day. 
Like if, if somebody's making that post, then they obviously didn't do whatever they were doing correctly. Because even us here, which have done hundreds of engine reseals, it takes two days to clean the motor, disassemble, and then paint and reassemble. Uh, maybe even more than that, maybe three days. So, you know, don't fall into that trap of wanting to have shiny paint or new parts for the sake of looking cool on the internet. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm guilty of it myself, but you will have more enjoyment out of a rig that you can use and send down the road. Yeah, it might be dirty, might not have shiny whatever, but you're going to get to use it. You're going to get to enjoy it. You're going to get to have, you know, a couple of years of, of accolades before the next thing takes it down. And, um, and so that's what I'm really trying to push on to you guys is to just really consider what you're doing before you take it apart. You know, if you're just, if you're doing a steering box, do the steering box. You don't need to disassemble the entire column and all the steering linkages and add a steering stabilizer and, and all that. Like, just address what needs to be addressed. And if the other parts are good, which a lot of times they are, especially the column. I get a, I've been getting a ton of calls from people who disassemble their steering column. And then they want to buy bearings and bushings and, and steering column internals. And it's like, I don't know how many trucks I've had for how many years where the columns are fine. Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. And, you know, and maybe they don't want to admit that they ruined the bearing or broke the bushing and they need a new one because they didn't know how the column came apart. Because my, I don't know if the service manuals give a column teardown. I've never had to look at it, but, uh, you know, like. It seems a weird, weird thing lately. We've gotten more column, column calls than, than we have before. So probably didn't need to be taken apart. But anyway, just, I would rather you guys keep them on the road and address it one problem at a time instead of taking it down for a quick repair and have it be down for a year. It's just, it's just better, you know. Now, you know, if you want to send it to a shop that is skilled and you give them a list of stuff to do, that's, you know, that's one thing. But even then, a good shop should direct your, uh, direct you to what needs it. You know, there's been several times where guys have brought scouts in here and they're like, I want a lift, I want wheels and tires, and I want four-wheel disc brakes. And then the scout gets here and it barely runs. You know, it's leaking all over the place. It's a wire fire waiting to happen. And I go, hey, maybe you should look into fixing some of these dangerous problems before you spend, you know, five grand on wheels, tires, lift, disc brakes. And some of the guys are like, nope, I just want to do that stuff. And we don't normally will do that job. I don't like to send dangerous stuff out, but, um, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, well, I have a little bit extra in my budget. 
let's take care of some of the dangerous stuff. So that, uh, you know, that happens too. But, but really, you know, you need to look at your own project. Yes, if it's dangerous, if you've got brake problems, you need to address that first. You know, stop putting fancy four barrels and snipers on your engines if you can't stop. Um, like, again, I think some of it is the internet. Um, you know, you want to look cool with your sniper and your chrome air cleaner or whatever. But, you know, weigh the important stuff. Brakes, drivability. You know, I saw a guy posted his freshly restored Scout that he bought that had a gauge pod screwed to the bottom of the dash. So that tells me that it wasn't rewired and they can't make the factory gauges work, which is kind of, is also suspect because it doesn't take a lot to get factory gauges working. But, you know, he's all proud and I don't blame him. I mean, you spend 70 grand on something, you, you know, you want to be proud of it, but, you know, gauges are screwed to the, bottom of the dash the head units crooked in the dash it's got holes cut in the doors for speakers and you know you know it just like weigh the level of importance like wiring and most people overlook it to me is probably one of the more important safety aspects because of how many scouts catch on fire and not so much anymore but there used to be a a big problem with them you know the bulkhead connectors will melt and the alternator stops working or it catches on fire. So you need to weigh your safety side of it and drivability. But like I said, if, you know, the rear end's not making noise, if the transfer case shifts fine, transmission is okay, clutch works fine, you don't need to get into that stuff, you know, if you're doing a rear main seal. And even then, you know, rear main seal... To do it right, you have to take the oil pan down. So there you go. You can get your oil pan sealed up and the rear main seal taken care of. While it's open, you know, handle it and put it back together. You don't need to take the engine out and do a complete reseal on it if you don't need to. Like, And so many people, they're like, oh, while I'm in there, I'm just going to do this and that and the other thing. And they don't realize that maybe the part's not available. Like I see a ton of guys trying to rebuild their engines right now. You cannot buy pistons. There are no pistons available for 304s or 345s in any size. Um, and, and even rings. I think uh, Elgin stopped making piston rings. So you cannot rebuild your engine without pistons and rings. But no one thinks to look at, into that stuff before they take it apart. So again, like I was saying, Weigh your weigh your choices of what you're doing. Do some research and just leave well enough alone. Like if it's running, okay. If it's not rattling, you know, or not rattling bad, like my 304 in the red truck, it sounds like a sack of hammers when I started in the morning. But once it warms up, it's all good. Am I rebuilding that engine? No. Uh, am I driving it every day? Yes. Does it leak like crazy? Yes. So, you know, um, you just weigh your options, but leave well enough alone. Like, I just, 
it's more fun to keep them on the road and drive them and enjoy them than it is to have it sit in your garage for four years because you thought you were going to be able to do a restoration in on weekends and nights. And, you know, a lot of guys try, a few guys succeed, but mostly they turn into Facebook marketplace projects. Um, especially for you guys, <sighs> probably irritates some more people here. If your wife's a pain in the ass and she's always up your business about crap in the garage or whatever, like don't take your scout apart. <laughs> Please don't take your scout apart because you will be selling a scout project. Um, if your wife's cool, you know, then that's different. But I get a lot of calls from guys that it's like, oh, my wife says it's got to go. Um, you know, and that happens too. But, uh, if, if it's a running driving rig, that's semi-reliable, it's going to be a lot, uh, easier to justify hanging on to it, especially with the values going up. You know, I mean, a $5,000 scout, uh, eight years ago is a $20,000 scout now. Uh, so keeping them whole and just fixing what needs to be fixed without going over the top. That's what you need to do. Um, cause it's worth way more going down the road, even if it does have some issues, but you can still drive it every day that it's going to be worth more than a project in a bunch of boxes in your garage. So yeah, keep that in mind. Um, just fix what needs to be fixed, fix the safety stuff. You don't have to rebuild your entire differential if you just have to do brakes. Um, you know, like I said, or if you're doing a differential, you know, if you got to do gear work or bearing work, you might not have to, you don't necessarily have to rebuild the brakes or any of that stuff. Like you repack the bearings, put a new wheel seal on and you're done. Like don't, don't overthink it either. Like don't think that you need to have all new shit in there just because you're in there. Like, some of these bearings, you know, the we get a lot of scouts in here with still have the original Timken wheel bearings and they're within spec and they're fine. You know, you just re-grease them and repack them and put it together. Like don't overthink it. Don't overdo it. Just do what you gotta do and get it back on the road. So um I know I've I've got 20 minutes now of harping on this, so I'm probably gonna uh, stop, but <laughs> This will be a short podcast because that's that's really the point I want to drive home today is just leave well enough alone. It'll let you know when it needs attention. You know, keep keep driving it, keep enjoying it. Don't get overwhelmed by all the things you think you need to do when there's only a few things that really have to get done. And, you know, make a list, be honest with yourself, approach those things in a calculated and thoughtful manner and you will enjoy a lot more life out of your rig than you will if you just assume that you need an engine rebuild, an axle rebuild, transmission rebuild, full paint and body, you know, like that's, it's just too much. So just be thoughtful. But anyways, um, so we'll hang it up for the day. Appreciate everybody. Um, thank you for joining in, uh, all the, uh, Instagram subscribers. Thank you everyone. Uh, appreciate it very much. No idea how much I 
appreciate you guys so and girls so um yeah uh, until next time i'm dan for binder boneyard Thank you.